He even says it in one scene. He's like, why do you sleep with Greg? You know, I like you too. Like, she fucking didn't want you to get murdered, you dick. Are you just like, oh, yeah, still? stay here tonight. I oh, he's so creepy. I, I, can't, I can't stand Paul. I think he's such a creep. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Kill him. Kill Paul. Ugh. More episodes keep coming. This is episode 76. Hello, film fans. Thanks for listening today. As always, my guest here is Kobe. Hello. And our extra special guests are Saru. Hello. And Hannah. Hello. From Red Handed. And we're here here to talk about It Follow. And if you want to hear more about us or read more about us online, come to our website, flickswatcher.tv. Visit us and join in the banter with us on Twitter at flickswatcherpod and head over to iTunes, subscribe to us reviewers and share with your friends all films featured in the podcast were available to stream on netflix uk at the time of recording and please be aware there will be spoilers and some language that may offend hello and welcome to flix watcher podcast today we are joined by saru and hannah if you would like to tell our lovely listeners about the podcast that you do together please absolutely um so i'm saruti um or saru and uh, I'm the co-host with Hannah here of Red Handed the Podcast, which is a weekly true crime podcast where we cover crimes from all over the world, really. Um, and yeah, we are joint in our love of true crime. How do you pick the crimes that you choose? It is whatever takes our fancy. We didn't want to box ourselves in with any kind of restriction saying mm. we're only going to do crimes from here or there. We were like, we love we just bloody love true crime we think it's fascinating and we want to talk about the cultural social political every kind of aspect of crime because it is so inherent in every case you talk about um and not be restricted by anything so we just go with what we fancy because it's not just murders you guys do no. yeah so we love a bit of cult action we do murders we do we've done a possession fake which deaths is a, fake deaths absolutely. yeah the uh, john the john, um, john darwin, darwin. Yeah. absolutely you gotta Fucking do that hilarious absolutely oh, that was a great one so yeah we and you know we also did one recently on the kind of whole incel movement if we want to call it a movement um which is very alarming and disturbing and sits on the terrifying part of the internet called the manosphere so yeah we like to kind of touch on those really topical ones because they're really exciting to research there's not much out there um but we also like to do some of the more um you know your classics your golden oldies like fred and rose west (laughs) and the moore's murders and things like that so yeah we like to do the big time ones that everybody can't get enough of apparently and also um the less known ones that Mm. you want to shine a light on that no one else has covered I was listening to the uh, the French Alps one. Oh yes, because that I've I remember reading that one, and that one's just really fascinating. So and it's still that. going on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The murder's still going on. Well, no, the investigation. The investigation. We actually find that we are quite zeitgeist because mm. every time we do a case, like well, not every time, several times we've done a case. The next day, there's been like a break in the story. Which is freaky. Yeah. Which is freaky. It'll just be sitting at work and my phone will go and it will be all capitals, the zeitgeist. And it will be and just then like a link to an article of something that's happened of the case we've released that week. It's crazy. And even our listeners have picked up on it. People tweeted at us. And when this happened, mm. um, most recently after we did the Swedish case and like the day we released it, the judge finally unveiled after 27 years the name of Witness C, which was the name of one of the witnesses they'd kept secret for almost three decades on the day we released the episode. And one of our Twitter followers, they started to pick up on it now and they were like, 
quick, quick, do the Zodiac and let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of your episodes, you were talking, it was you, Sue, were talking about one of the things that scares you the most is the slow walking uh, villain yes. or uh, person that's apprehending you rather Absolutely. than the fast runner or the, and that obviously ties directly into It Follows, which is your choice. Good segue. Yeah, I like see what it. I did there. I like it. So can you let us know why you chose it and give us a two minute synopsis. Absolutely. So um, I chose It Follows because I absolutely love horror films. I mean, I'm sure that is a shocker to everybody involved. But um, It Follows, I think, is just a very... It is an original. It is a very unique film. I think it's not a for one. It's not a remake. It's not a book. It's not anything. It's just a film, and I like that. And it's not totally unique. I feel like it is a paying a bit of homage to the eighties films that you see, like Halloween and things like that. But what I love about it is very nostalgic. I think it's got an absolutely killer soundtrack. I mm. think it's fantastic. It's killer soundtrack. Absolutely. And it's um no, it feels very like reminiscent of the kind of eighties films we love back then. I think the way they've done all the shooting, it's all been great. Synopsis of the film, obviously spoiler spoiler alert. It is about this girl named Jay who she's I like her. She's quite like chill she seems like a chill person mm. and um she goes on a date with this guy as you do and she has sex with him in his car as you maybe do as all americans do as all americans yeah. do they're, they're on the beach and then they're like no let's go back to the car i was like you rather like isn't that better like in his weird car but that scene where she's like lying down and then he just like chloroforms her mm. boom and then i think genuinely the scene after that i normally hate exposition scenes where it's just like lazy writing where it's just like we're gonna just explain it to you in two minutes because we couldn't be bothered to show you in the film how this happens but i do think the exposition scene that follows that where she's tied to the wheelchair and um what's his name hugh yeah hugh is telling her what's about to happen to her you just fuck this guy he chloroforms you he ties you to a wheelchair takes you to like an abandoned car park and then tells you that you're going to be followed by a monster and you have to keep running and he tells you to go sleep with other people and that woman that naked woman who walks slowly towards mm. her my biggest fear absolutely terrifying i think it's such a great opener for this film and then the rest of the story is basically your classic like there are no parents around ever and the kids are just hanging out in this house by themselves they are like ultimate 80s hipsters, like all of these kids. And Jay is basically being followed by this invisible, unknown, mysterious demon that's trying to kill her. And her friends are a mixed bag of people who don't believe her because she sounds nuts and people who for some inexplicable reason do believe her. And it's just basically her going on the run trying to figure out how to survive. Good synopsis. Um I didn't understand why he chloroformed her. Mm. I think I think he could have just said, "Let's just hang out in this car. Let's just hang out here. Let's hang out anywhere in this cold in a football field. It could have gone anywhere else and say, just going to hang out here. Here's some drinks. By the way, something's going to walk here in a few hours' time. Um, you need to keep away from that." Yeah, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't have believed him. Yeah, you wouldn't take you, him seriously you, then. You no, need you, to be scared to be scared of what's going to happen. No, but you need to be. All you need to do is wait. As long as he can keep you there for a bit until it arrives. If a, if there's a naked woman like that did comes walking towards you, I'd like take it seriously. Maybe it was because he didn't want her to think that they were still having a relationship. <laughs> yeah, with and chloroform, then she'd that's pass the it ultimate. Back to him. Yeah, the deal breaker. Yeah. yeah, I think 
I think what it is is Hugh's a good storyteller and he's decided I need to build some atmosphere into yeah. this situation if yeah. you're going to take me any like if you're going to take me seriously at all, Jay. So just so you know, date's done now. We're done with the date. We're now in the second part of this evening yeah. where you're going to be terrorized by this naked woman demon who's going to chase you. And I'm out. I'm gone. See ya. He's got to build the atmosphere or she's not going to take it seriously. I, I don't really think you could be pulling plot holes at a film where people are chased by... No, it's, well, that's the point. I just don't see why it needs to be... That's not the biggest plot hole, Kobe. There's not, so many there's so many, ones. But I don't see why she needs to be chloroformed to be... Because it adds to, tension. I also think it's to do with what's going on. the viewer, like, obviously, she's just shagged him in the back of a car. You're like, oh, he's going to kidnap her. That's what's going to happen. And then he does, but it's not what mm. you think. And I think that's why it has, like, a different angle yep. as the watcher. But I, I think I'm with you. It was quite a bit of a clunky plot point. But it's quite like, boom. Yeah. It like goes yeah, from yeah. being all like lovey-dovey, she's hanging out in the car, to like, oh no. And you think, shit, he's a psycho. Mm. No, that's not what it is. Maybe, yeah, it's just a, it's maybe just a switch up. Yeah, plot twist. Yeah, and the, the thing it follows, they didn't give a proper name. Uh, they didn't give a name, but yeah. they it, it manifests in a few different ways. Mm-hmm. Mostly naked people. Yeah. Yeah, well, the certain degrees of undress. Yeah, which I found quite weird because I thought the whole premise of it follows when he's telling her during that great exposition in the opening about how it could be anybody. Mm. That's the fear factor, is that it could literally be anybody in your life. It could suddenly be somebody you know that's doing it. But then they just make it like really obvious people. They make it like, oh, look, it's that half naked woman who's walking towards (laughs) me or like that crazy old naked woman who's like walking towards me now. It's like... I think it would have been more scary had she not been able to tell who it was until it was almost too more late. Close. Mm-hmm. But they made it very, very obvious it was. But then I guess that's to play on our dread because otherwise there's no visual really for us. But um, yeah, I didn't know where I was going with that. Yeah. So which was which was the scariest manifestation for you guys? The tall man. Yeah, with the really, really tall one behind the door frame. Yeah. yeah. When they're standing in her bedroom and she's freaking out and then it's like her friends are like, what's wrong with you what's wrong with you because one of the things in it follows is that unless you've been infected you can't see it and so her friends are just like what the hell are you screaming about and suddenly there's just this man behind that that scared me that is such an amazing shot that's great i think that's where my wife ducked out the first time i saw this (laughs) he's kind of got the same makeup as um like the main zombie guy in dawn of the dead the kind of with the eye eye makeup maybe it's the same guy i'm not sure i yeah i couldn't tell but yeah, that was that was my. You looked familiar. That I was, was too busy screaming. I was, that was a good scene. <laughs> One thing I liked about watching this the second time was seeing how the well, the cold open actually, which you didn't talk about, was quite was quite cool. Mm-hmm. And then you just see like a broken leg, which we've yes. got an image of that, which is which is very striking actually. This is yeah. two minutes into the film. That was, I thought that was one of the bigger plot holes because this girl just like runs out of her house and yeah. she's just like screaming, and her dad's like. You okay? She's like, yeah, dad, I'm fine. Go back inside. I'm just being chased by an invisible monster. And then she's like <laughs> running, but she's like running in her underwear and massive heels. Take your heels off. Like Jurassic World. Like you didn't have enough time to like get dressed, but you had enough time to put massive heels on. And they're not even like chunky heels. They're like stilettos. And she's just like running. And then she's just like, oh, I'm just going to stop at the beach and get murdered here. That's very weird. Was she walking around her house in the heels already? Or yeah. did she think, hold on? I'm doesn't not going to put a coat on. Come I'm going to put the shoes doesn't on. Doesn't she yeah. come out first and she's not wearing them? And then when she comes out the second time round, she oh. is wearing them to drive. That's, that's Because she comes out twice, well. doesn't she? Yeah. I can't I, remember if she's got them in the first oh, time round. 
That's a fair point. But why would you, if you were stopping Maybe to she, put shoes on, would she you went put, to put them on? Yeah. She was like, if is I'm going to be Is murdered. that better or worse? I don't know. But then also when you think about it, you just think, oh, she's just given up. Yeah, well, that's that's the that's a the woman heart. wearing stilettos hasn't given up, but I would also say maybe it's like when they tell you to always wear clean pants because mm. you never know when you're going to get hit by a bus and you don't want to end up on the coroner's table in dirty pants. Maybe she was like, I don't want to get found dead in ugly shoes. I'm going to wear these massive red stilettos and go out with a bang. Look at her. It wouldn't be <laughs> as striking snap. of a shot without them, would it? Really? She's like wearing some old trainers. It wouldn't be as great a shot, would it? <laughs> Some converse, <laughs> but she might have got away. Yeah, because the thing follows you at walking pace. That's one of the best things about this whole thing. I know that's what I found scariest. But you can run, and it can only walk after you. So this is one of my questions: Is what would you guys have done to escape if you were infected, as you mm. as you quoted? Yeah. Um, because obviously it's a heavy-handed allegory to S- STIs and stuff like that, isn't it? Oh yeah. Um, what would you have done to escape? I would have just gone on the run. I'd just go. You just get planes from place to place, mm-hmm. sleep with people on your way. It can, like how long would it take for it to walk from here to like Peru? It's also not going to walk on water, is it? It can swim. Can it? Yeah. How do you know it can swim? Can it? Because in that scene where Jay goes out to the boat and she's like, it cuts, so you don't actually know what happened to her. But she goes out there and then it's still after her. So if she slept with those guys, it must have swum out there, killed them, and then come back. Could they not just come back on dry land and catch them when they're? Maybe. Because I, I really want to know, when she when you first see, when her friends first see like any kind of thing happening where her hair's pulled out, yeah. they're at the beach. And I was just like, just go in the water and see if it like drowns. I reckon yeah, it would, yeah. Because when they're in the pool, mm. it doesn't go in the water then. No. It only goes it in the water when it water. gets shot when yeah. it goes in the water. But then what? So you could just like leave the country? You could just swim. Just, think that's just go to France. Probs. France. That's it. I'm off. I'm out. I'm yeah. going to go to get out of get out of America, get yeah. out of the Americas, and then you're safe. Oh, is that it? Oh, well, <laughs> that's sad. Because what you do, what I would do is, apart, I'd A, get a flight, but what I'd do is like, okay, the average walking pace of an it is like three kilometers an hour. Get a plane to somewhere quite far, and you can, if you put some buffer in there, you can yeah. say, I'm gonna, I can be here for three months Step happily, back. and then I'll just jump back. Exactly. Do like a migration thing, be go away for the, for the winter. Or you could just oh, pass so you it on. summer. Yeah, but yeah. you pass it on, someone else dies, it comes back to you. Absolutely. Well, there yeah, you but go. you tell them to keep passing it on. But they'll still die, though. Why will they die? Because someone's going to die at some point, so I don't think you can rely on the fact that someone else... You get some cars made that says, this is what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> Alt... Just leave it on their pillow after you Alt... slept with them. Yeah. <laughs> Alt, you will die, yeah. and then I will die, and you don't want to die, so you've got to tell the person next. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's it's like a chain to, letter. That's what she tried to do with Matey Boy across the road. Mm. Yeah, but he was Greg. a quack, yeah. So, oh, Yeah, I mean, that scene where they have sex in the hospital bed is so disturbing. I find, I like Jay, but all at the same time, why is she having sex with a friend when she knows what the what the rules are? Because I think that's just a bit... So she has sex with Greg. Mm. She has sex with Paul, who's who's begging for it from the get-go. I fucking hate Paul. I, what is it? What, dude, if I knew, if, if I was a girl I fancied... And I found out she had an infection. I'd be wouldn't fancy her anymore. <laughs> it'd be it would be that kind of simple. Yeah, but um, he wants to save her. He no, loves he her that much. It. He's creepy. He's like <laughs> the classic nice guy. He's even says it in one scene. He's like, "Why do you sleep with Greg? You know, I like you too." He's like she fucking didn't want you to get murdered, you dick. Are you like, just oh, like yeah, still? stay here tonight. Oh, no he's so creepy. I, won't watch. 
I can't, I can't stand Paul. I think he's such a creep. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Kill him. Kill Paul. Ugh. But, maybe um, that's what she wants. Maybe, she's just maybe like, that's what she wants. I've, this is the end I've game. Enough, I've had enough of your whining. I'm going to, let's go have sex. But um, no, I actually thought as well with this, uh, linking into what you're saying about the infections, is clearly and obviously like an allegory for an STI, whatever. And also if you pull in the kind of 80s vibe, I think there is such an atmosphere of like intense paranoia throughout the entire film, like Jay's feelings of it, especially because other people can't see it and she's like constantly pranging out and acting like a total lunatic. The, pranging out. The <laughs> eight, hashtag Love Island. The, um, the whole like 80s vibe fits very well with like the kind of the whole US um, 80s HIV crisis that they were going for. I wonder if the whole choice to make it a retro film that was linked to the 80s, making an STI film was a conscious decision because of the AIDS crisis and the the paranoia and the fear mm. that was around in the States at that time. I think it's interesting. Like, I completely agree that it's obviously got like an 80s vibe to it. But one, one of the things I noticed when watching it is you really aren't sure exactly when it's set. Yeah, I because her mate's got that weird shell thing. Yeah. The, shell, the shell Kindle. Yeah. yeah. There's also a torch sometimes. Yeah, and you're just like, what even? It reminds me of, did you have a Dear Diary when you were a kid and it was like oh, a little yes. like... But it couldn't read like books on it. It was like no, you just yeah, typed yeah, that's in what your I mean. thoughts <laughs> into like into what looked like ca- um, like calculator yeah, exactly. text, and it was just like hers is a torch, but she can also read the idiot on it. It was like what what world are they living in? Yeah, where are the adults? But I think that was quite a good thing. It's like they have a whole retro vibe going on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of also trying to make it seem a bit timeless in when it was set. Um, so no, yeah, I think they could just be like living in modern days but all just be super hipsters well the 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 clothes they wear are terrible i mean she's got a horrific cardigan on at one point that is just horrible and yeah there's and also i i really like how when they're driving around everything's just really run down and mm. like really... i think it's just one of those towns isn't it yeah it's like this is where i think that's kind of like one of the scariest things like it's just kind of a nowhere place yeah and everything all the houses are boarded up and there's nothing for them to do and yeah. there's no parents. It's kind of like, it's Again, weird it's very place. 80s though, isn't yeah. it? It's like the whole John Carpenter, like Halloween, like where are the parents? And they like, watch no loads of old there. films yeah. on an old TV. Oh my God. Was it on an old TV? <laughs> They're yeah. always watching old films. I'm like, just all the weird time. Weird monster films. films. Even when they're like, because that's like quite like a, a niche, like ironic thing to do. Let's like get around and watch this like old black and white film. But they're just doing it. There's a scene where Paul's just sat looking really bored in the living room while the girls are all asleep and he's on guard. And he's like watching a really old black and white film. But he looks like, oh, like bored. I'm like, what is happening? Change the channel. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just stop it. <laughs> Go to sleep. You don't watch it like ironically watch a black and white film and look bored throughout it on your own. That's weird. Because they, they, I think they had a fairly good plot to try and catch it. I think they obviously they didn't understand how electricity and water works. <laughs> Hair dry in a bath, fine, but there's too much water coming. It's not going to travel. Simple physics. But I, I'd try and like catch it in a shark cage and see if it could escape from that because it does have physicality. You can mm. you can hit it and just be like feed it to the it, sharks. Not feed it to the sharks, but just hold Trap it. it. You just it's there forever. Yeah. Because it like manifests itself and then it can interact with like the physical world. But I also thought it was very weird that you could like shoot it. Yeah. Why can I didn't like that you could shoot it. She like randomly shot it at the beach and I was like, it just falls over for like a second and then gets up and carries on. I was like, mm, that's an unnecessary plot point in the fact that you can shoot it, but just done it with a gun. That was weird to me. 
because sometimes it broke through walls, but sometimes it hadn't like knocked yeah. on the door to hi. It could smash glass, but has to knock on a door to come in. Maybe you have to invite it in or something. No, but it smashed through the shed door. Yeah, yeah, it did. but it didn't come in though. It did. The little well, boy it, crawled. Yeah, in. the little boy oh, crawled, yeah. but she ran yeah. out. Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes I think it was it was well done. Sometimes when it was um, like manifesting itself as like a physical thing, like the tall man and even the woman when um, she's the old woman when mm. she's in the school classroom and she's looking out the window and this woman's walking towards her. But the kid, I found the kid really like... It was a bit cheesy. Shit, it was cheesy. I was like, oh no, you've ruined it. You've ruined it now. But um, no, it definitely had its faults. But I think on the whole, I think they did a good yeah. uh, like job with keeping up quite a intense atmosphere of like... And I did, and you, that picture in the corner of when they're in the cinema yeah. with, um, what's his face? Hugh. Uh, Hugh. And she's like, they're doing that shit game they're playing and they're like the girl in the yellow dress and she's like i can't see a girl in the yellow dress and then that's when he was like we need to get out of here how did she how did they not get caught when they were getting out of the cinema though if she was because right that was the exit oh so they stuck out well i don't know what do you I mean how did they get caught because no no they got out yeah without getting two caught. exits though oh okay Fine. that was the thing yeah. you need to go somewhere with more than one exit oh so he knows that he seems pretty chill for a guy who's being chased by an invisible monster though yeah like, he rented an entire house in a different name just so he wouldn't get found i, mean, I think the thing wank, to say oh. <laughs> thing to say about this film that um we're obviously kind of digesting it and picking it apart and if you don't mm. think yeah. about all these kind of massive weird things which I mean, it's it's kind of a supernatural horror anyway. Yeah. So, um, I... <laughs> yeah, I think we sound a bit too down in it, but yeah, I, I, th- yeah. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Um, I'm not a horror guy, as, as Helen knows, and our, our dear listener, our dear listener, Jeff, he knows. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> he knows I don't like horror, but um, but this is one I really enjoyed, and I think it, was, it took a lot of people to say it's good, it's good, mm. it's good. So I do want to reiterate, it's good and. Hopefully that will reflect in my scores at least. I mean, for someone who's watched horror for a lot of years, it is quite hard to come up with something that's original and mm. scary and not really been done before. And I mean, there's a lot of things about this, like particularly the sort of the the, the versions that follow around steal a little bit from like The Shining. Cause some of the creepier bits in The Shining. Tend Do you know The Shining Two happening? Oh. No. See, this is the problem. If they need to stop or a sequel or a prequel. remake and, and the, the new Halloween film. Do you want to know who's going to play Jack Nicholson's character in the new Shining? But he can't. Do you know who it is? Is it, is it Adam Sandler? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ewan McGregor. Yeah, but spoiler, Jack Nicholson, he doesn't survive. Well, I don't know. I don't know what their story is. I don't know where they're going to go. Is it a it. prequel to The Shining? I literally saw... The, Next, the next Shining film is going to star well, Hugh McGregor. Fuck off with that shit. <laughs> they just make so much money, though, won't they? That's why. Let's do it. Mm. Money, money, money. Those horror fans <laughs> just love throwing money at things. They do. We we are like we're just desperate. That's what it is. Scare us more. Scare us more. We want also scared, please enough. scare me. I think that's why mm. horror makes so much money because people are just like, even though as a horror fan you are constantly let down by films. I think this is part of my problem is that people who love horror will vehemently defend films which are shite yeah but then i won't um i'm a horror fan but i won't sort of defend shit films but apart from defend the fact that i actually quite enjoy sometimes a shit horror film like you watch something like wrong turn 
it's fun. It's horrible and it's shit, but it is fun and it's funny. And there is a time and a place for it, <laughs> at least in my life. <laughs> yeah. So I, have, I have seen that. I think the thing about kind of good ones like have you seen wolf creek oh yes see this is the thing with me is like mm-hmm. after my last breakup everyone else is like oh, like watching the notebook and having a little cry. fuck that watch a slasher where everyone is getting torn to pieces and you can just sit there and be like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that no. is acts that's exactly what i do that's as well exactly, we've never talked about that's this exactly before. what i did after my last breakup i watched wolf creek i watched um wrong turn you want to watch all of that shit and just get it and just be like huh hmm. maybe that person's like in more physical pain <laughs> <laughs> i'm quite i'm quite uh scared of you guys now <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one <laughs> how does this rank with recent horror classics such as get out and the quiet place have you guys seen those i haven't seen quiet place but yeah. i have seen get out yeah i enjoyed get out I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was original, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good to see some diversity in horror films because we literally never, ever see that. Um, I thought sometimes I was like, yeah, I get it. She's like, yeah, it's banging me over the head with it. I get it. I get it. But I did enjoy it. I'll give full credit where credit's due. A quiet Place, I haven't seen it. It just seems a bit too like, eh, I've seen it before. Was it good? It's great fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really can't do Emily Blunt. You don't oh. have to do her. <laughs> She's going to be Mary Poppins too, which I think comes out. Oh, soon. stop Lost. with your sequels! Stop with Why your sequels! They if they've that? already filmed it, it's happened. Jesus, Christ. so unnecessary. I'm so disappointed. She's fine. Yeah. She's fine. I think it's just like because she's good in, in every, today. What every day is kill, or whatever it's probably supposed to be called. Every day is kill. <laughs> that was a proper. That was a proper name of the film. The Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, but that's that was a proper name of the. I'm book, glad they went with the Edge of Tomorrow. No, most people didn't like Edge of Tomorrow because it sounds like. Oh, what wasn't is it this? like day like live? die repeat or something and that was another name for it so oh it had like three God. names they really fucked the marketing on that didn't they it was <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Blunt was, she was amazing in that I thought. that film's great it, fun, to yeah. be honest like i know that she's very good at her job it's just an irrational dislike it's <laughs> just yeah, everyone's got I one i appreciate and she's mine. your good qualities but i just think that's not for me not for you <laughs> no <laughs> no absolutely i think um this is more comparable for me to like something like the conjuring because again that is a little bit I know it's set in modern days, but it is slightly like Amptyville, so they're kind of playing on the whole retro thing in that. And I thought Conjuring was great. A total opposite to this in the sense that it's that really traditional story. A family move into a house, house is haunted, but that scared me. That mm. scared me good. Conjuring 1. Conjuring 2 was a pile of rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. They were just Shocking. like demonic nuns and what was happening? That is not in the Enfield Poltergeist story. No, neither in oh, and Lorraine Warren. And Enfield Podcast is one of your... Episodes, we have it? covered that. We have covered that, and there is no Ed and Lorraine Warren, and there is no demonic nun. No. So the, the Enfield haunting has been retold yes. a few times in film. I've not seen any of them. They made quite a good like um, mini series for Sky One, right? Um, yeah, a few years ago, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I can recommend that. Um, but yeah, I think the whole story was just made up anyway. As Hannah hates me saying, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it. I just don't think I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Well, let's head to the scores. So these are all out of five. You can have a decimal place. Um, you can have a zero if, 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 
if that's what you want to say. And uh, we'll start with you, Saru, because it's uh, your film choice. Okay, I would give this recommendability of 4.5. I would recommend this. Uh, I think I'm going to go the same 4.5. I do recommend it to people who are looking for a modern horror film that's a different, that's just a bit different because they're quite hard to come by. Sure. Um, H. I'm going to go four. I was expecting a little bit more horror in this. And this is than your first time got. watching it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'd heard really great things. And obviously it's one that you'd mentioned before that you'd seen and enjoyed for someone who doesn't like horror. Um, so yeah, I was, I think it's a, a little bit too long as well. I think it probably could have lost. What was the time on it? What was the time? I don't time know, stamp? but I felt that once they'd kind of had the reveal and they'd kind of battled with it and then what they reveal, still sorry? dragged it out, sort of kind of, the, you know, that they've had the, like the shock one in the doorway and the kind of the first one and then the old woman. Okay. And then it just kept repeating a but little bit too much. The last one was her dad though, wasn't it? Was it? The one in the swimming pool. Because I think that was his point of saying it may, it takes the form of people uh, you know. But we've never met her dad. But he's, yeah, it's a subtle thing in the picture. I only picked up the uh, second time. You know, I didn't get that. And that's why she was like, I, I don't want to say what it is because then I won't react to it. And then she's pointing at it in, the, in that weird way in the, in the pool. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So you just, I think you saw her that or what might be an, an adult in the family picture. Yeah, I think it's um, something I picked up on second viewing. Yeah. At first, I didn't realise it was her dad, but yeah. Um, so you said four, what did you say? Yeah, four. four. I would have, yeah. I, I wanted to like it more. I'm going to go 4.1 because I think, I'll, as someone who doesn't like horror, and I keep on saying this, but um, it's one of the films that's made me think, okay, there are decent horror films out there, and that's why I went to see Get Out, and that's why I went to see A Quiet Place because... I think there's a place for it, but things like The Conjuring, haven't seen it, probably never going to see it. I'm not asked about ghost stories. Fair enough. Um, so I think there's good films in the horror genre that are scary-ish. Uh, 4.1. But I think I prefer I, I prefer Get Out and I prefer A Quiet Place to this thing as well. Repeat viewing score. Saru. So this is actually my third time watching it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I didn't actually, I think it's worth a watch, um, a second watch, sure. because I think you pick up on some extra things in there. And lots of stuff is very subtle, like you said. So I'd give this a four repeat viewing. And in the in the pantheon of films that you've watched the most, how would the, what's your what's the film you've watched the most? That was a weird way of asking a question, wasn't it? What's the film I've watched the most? I actually, it's really rogue. I think it's actually Apocalypto. Oh, really? Yeah, really? I know. I actually really enjoy. It. I, I fucking hate. Time. Fucking hate <laughs> Mel Gibson, but I, I credit it's, it's a good film. Okay. I enjoyed it. No one else. No one else thought it was a no, good. No, it's film. actually no. quite high up on my list. Yeah. A rewatching film. Yeah. Okay. It's really scary. It really like upset me the first time I watched it. So I watched it again, and I feel like it's quite cathartic when I watch it. Is that it. a post breakup film? Um. Yeah, it could be. Could oh, fit in there. Could okay. fit in there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, repeat the score. I have, I think I've watched it twice. I don't, I'm not like feeling like I want to watch it again. Mm. So I think I'll give it a three. And what, if it's not Apocalypto, what's your most watched film? It, it's so embarrassing. It's The Prestige. Why is that oh, embarrassing? That's not embarrassing. What's the that film's amazing. And why do people apologise for like awesome shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
you can watch that film so many times yeah, and I've get only some seen it once. It. I, I need to watch that again. What, yeah. about, think, what about you two, though? I'm interested oh, get to, to get to our scores. Oh, I what you say? Sorry, I, I think I watch it when I tidy my room because mm-hmm. I've seen it that many times. I can just have it on in the background. I'm like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. There's two Christian Bales. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for another film. Yeah, we should, <laughs> yeah sorry about that. <laughs> so three, Helen. Uh, yeah, I I don't really feel the urge to watch it again, even though there was bits that I missed. Um, two, maybe? All right. There is a sequel, isn't there? I don't think, not that I know of. Probably. If you so, if you type man, it, it so follows in. I'm a sequel it man. It comes up two. <laughs> it follows in. Oh, no. Oh, really? I mean, I'm sure they will. They'll, they're money whores. They'll capitalise on any opportunity. It was a bit get. of a gash way to finish, wasn't it? In walking, gash. <laughs> walking hand in hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and I, I just don't that's, bother. They're such a shit couple. Yeah. So <laughs> fake. So fake. They're going like to die. Jake. It's going to come back. He didn't pass it on to the right person. Yeah, because he, he... He passed it on to a hooker. That's so sad as well, wasn't it? It's pathetic. Like, it I'll have so sex with you, but then I'll yeah, give me some money. It was so sad, just him like driving along in his like car. We just like barely see over the steering wheel and go to have sex with like this random woman so we can get rid of it. And then, oh, that ending was so shit. We're just like, is it following them? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> if it's Paul, I don't care. And they looked, You're Jay, quite happy for Paul to go. Jay looked so in, uninterested. It was such a fake yeah, yeah, couple. Yeah, she terrible. was just like, mm, I wish I was still with Hugh. In, in, a, in a horror trope. Paul should die. Yeah. Do you remember when we first kissed? Yes, I do. It was really creepy. Why did you kiss him? He's so creepy. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I liked it. Yeah, I think it bears rewatching. I won't watch it that much. So, again, so I think I'm going to give it uh, 2.8, I reckon. The small screen score. So, this is how well do you think it suits kind of watching on your TV or laptop, or does it benefit from being seen at the cinema? I would have liked to see this at the cinema. Mm. I didn't watch it when it was out in the cinema. I did see it when it was out um, on Netflix. So, I'm quite gutted about that. I'd have liked to see it in the cinema. I think with the soundtrack, with the yeah. atmosphere, I think it was actually really beautifully shot as well. Um, I would have enjoyed to see it. I would have liked to see it in the cinema. When you talk about the shot, the thing, the, the main one, main redeeming bit about when he chloroformed her and tied her to the chair is when he was shuffling her around like that, mm, and yeah. the camera's just on her face. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. It was a good. really cool shot. There was I'm not sure really it needs to be projected, but I thought there's some really interesting shots that they they put together. Yeah, it, it reminded me a little bit of. Have you seen kind of like a Spring Breakers? Yes, it's um, kind of got that harmony. Harmony Kareen. Yeah, it's got that yeah. kind of vibe about it, and there's um. A bit where she puts like some blades of grass on her leg. There's yeah. some like really dreamy kind of virgin suicide-y shots yeah. that make it, it's right. kind of like an art house. I'm lying in the pool and yeah. stuff. Yeah. She's constantly like quite, it's quite dreamlike all the time with Jay. She looks quite out of it a lot of the time. So I think, yeah, the film's not that scary apart from a few of the like scares we talked about, but I think it's dependent a lot on the atmosphere and the mm. sound. And I think that's why I would have, instead of just like watching it on my laptop in my house, it would have been quite good to sit on screen. So I'd give it, but it works on the small screen, but then I think I'd probably give it a two for small screen score. Sure. Hannah. I, I think it works quite well as on the small screen, but then I wonder that's whether I think that because that's how I watch literally everything. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a three for that, I think. 
I think you're right. I think if you'd have seen it in a cinema environment, it probably would have like ramped up the tension a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the case with a lot of horror films. Yeah. Um, I, I think- I'm agreeing with what you say. I think horror films are best enjoyed with an audience, whether that's yeah. It's like stand-up comedy, I think. Because yeah. um, you, you kind of feed off everyone else yeah. losing their shit, which is brilliant. Do you think many people lost their shit at some point? Um, I reckon so. And I reckon because it's quite an unusual film that you don't quite know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that some of the, the, you know, the first sort of jumpy in moments would be quite entertaining. So what kind of, what are the kind of most visceral reactions you've witnessed in, in the cinema? I guess people screaming and, and literally jumping about a foot out of their seat. Sure. I saw, um, the first par- paranormal activity at the Cineworld yes. in Wandsworth. It was packed. It was brilliant. It, it's <laughs> Literally, people were like arms in the air, and then they just like look at each other yeah, yeah. and then start laughing. It was brilliant. It and, was, you know, yeah. people getting up and not coming back. It was brilliant. I really didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm not that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> this date is over. There's a yellow. Yeah. There's a girl in yellow dress over there. I'm going to run out. Yeah. I think when I when I saw Drive at the cinema, because I didn't know what to expect American. at all. It was just like, bang. And I was, people like to say jumped out of the seats and I was like, yeah, this is a good film. I like this. Any any strong reactions from you guys? In the cinema, I've seen I've seen people leave mm. um, and I've seen people scream. Yeah. In the theatre, I've seen fucking all sorts. I've seen people, I think, so if, if one of the Final Destination ones was in 3D. Right. And like, I think in the trailer, the trailer for it, like, there's some kind of axe or something throwing the screen. <laughs> Actually ducking for Fantastic. these things in 3D. So that that's that's quite good. But yeah, people just physically yeah. respond. And it, it, it's great. And then when they realise what they've done, they, they, often it's laughter. It's yeah, good. that's true. I think for me it was like, I definitely agree with the paranormal activity. I thought that was fantastic. I saw that in the cinema and I was so glad that I did. But um, the other one I watched in the cinema that... Uh, I'm going to sound awful, but... I, I love you, the way you set this up. No, no. You guys, really shit, the prestige. Have you it, seen it? <laughs> I didn't say it was shit. <laughs> no, with this, it's um, I'm going to sound awful because I didn't like the film. Okay. And it was so... People were like, oh my God, that was the best film ever. I was like, was it? No. Was 12 Years a Slave. Ooh. And I went and watched that in the cinema. And people were crying and sobbing. And I was like, mate, like... I went there with tissues. I wanted to have, and I don't normally pick sad films. I wanted to have a visceral reaction to that film. Yeah. And I just felt like it was all just like gore and no heart. That's how I felt about it. I didn't feel like it made me sad. I didn't feel like it made me cry. Ooh. It just felt a bit like, oh, like I've cried much more at other films about on like similar topics, obviously. No, I think they wasted it. And everyone in the cinema was crying. And I was like, mm, probs not. I've just thought of one. I, in a former life, was quite a staunch Catholic and I went to go and see The Passion of the Christ in the cinema uh, and it was me. It's, um, it's a Mel Gibson theme. Yeah, thing, it, it is. It? I just it thought is. of that. Um, and I mean, he's a crazy alcoholic, but he makes some good films. <laughs> me and like a few people I went to church with and then just nuns, just the oh whole theatre wow. was just nuns and they were going fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Watching nuns go mental is insane. Brilliant. That's fantastic. That's the best one. I completely <laughs> forgot. 
Yeah, you've got lots of, you get the prize of this bowl of jelly oh, babies. Oh, yes, that's all I've ever wanted. What you really want in that situation is they've all accidentally wandered into paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I want to see nuns at the cinema now. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never, never seen, seen nuns. That. I've only ever seen one nun in the wild, and that was in the tube. <laughs> and I was like staring. I mean, it's stairworthy. It is. It's stairworthy. I, I mean, I've think. seen Sister Act, I've seen nuns on the run a bit. <laughs> but in the wild, yeah, you're right. That's freaky. You said three, was it? Three, story, yeah. yeah. Back to you. Um, but I think it's 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 good to have like a decent horror film on Netflix because we've, yeah. we've established there's not that many out there. So um, yeah, if you haven't seen it already, then do give it a watch. I think some of the sound cues would have been beneficial in the cinema rather than, rather than the visual uh, setup. So I'm going to give it, um, yeah, a lower small screen score than I would do typically for this because otherwise I think it works pretty well on yeah. there. And the fact it did scare my wife into not into going to bed <laughs> means it did have some effect um i'm gonna give it 3.258 the two five eight for wife scaring capabilities yeah. um engagement score saru uh first time i watched it yep well just generally give us yeah, I think, um, yeah, really high. It was different. It mm -hmm. caught me in. I thought the soundtrack was great. Like I said, the atmosphere catches you. And it was that bit where he chloroforms her. Yeah. That I was like, all right, I'm in now. I'm so in. That's why they did it. So that's exactly why they did it. Absolutely. Nice loop back to the beginning. Um, I'd give it. I'd give it a five, you know. I all wasn't right. scrolling through my phone. I was fully, I was fully watching what the hell Jay was going to do. Hannah. I... Yeah, I was fully engaged, I think. I'm going to give it a five. I didn't do any phone looking. I feel like the naughty child now. I <laughs> I, I did do some... I've got a bit bored towards the end. I think it could have lost, oh, 20 minutes, I think. I thought I got a bit bored of them just running away and then running yeah. away and then they were still running away and then they were running away again and then they were running away again. And I felt that they could have umped it a little bit. I think, uh, yeah, sorry, you give your score there. Um, so, yeah, four. Four. I think I agree with you, actually. I think I wanted a more inventive way to like, try and finish the film out. That didn't, that, if it didn't work, then fine. But just like, yeah, running away to actually not that far away. Or a, <laughs> or a non-conclusive ending of like, you know, maybe them not walking down the street. Well, I didn't care about because that's the final shot. So, however, if they'd like tried to catch it and they thought that was it, and then I kind of lost interest by that final shot a little bit. Yeah. because I was just like, just get on with it. And when when she did have sex with Paul, I kind of that kind of killed it. Yeah, because he's such a not dweeb, but he's a dweeb. He's a creep. He's a creep. Yeah, he's a creep. Absolute creep. Um, he just wore her down. I did. That's what it is. That's what I mean. But she's like nice the worst guy. kind. Yeah. Absolutely. But I still stuck with it up until like, so I'm going to give it 4.1. And that gives us an overall score of 3.64. Decent. Mm, Decent. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, repeat viewing was where, it let, yeah, repeat viewing a small screen score because we wanted to be more scared in the cinema, it seems. And yeah. that's fair enough. Should we head to the Twitter? Yes, let's find do. Out what our Twitter peep said. So if you're following us on Twitter, then when we are reviewing a film, we'll put a little shout out. Uh, you'll be able to see it because it'll have a little, a little gif and uh, we'll say what film we're ever reviewing. And uh, basically, you can give us your five-star review, a short review, and retweet this. So let's have a look at what the Twittersphere has come, in to come out with. So, Saruta, do you want to read the top one? 
Absolutely. So um, from Sarah May Tucson, who we actually met at yeah. the British Podcast Awards, which was nice, said 4.5, best horror I've seen in years. Genuinely creepy concept that had me jumping at shadows for weeks afterwards. Also an excellent soundtrack. Totally agree, Sarah. And then she follows up to say, say hello to yeah. Sarithi and Hannah for me. Hi, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> um, Hannah, do you want to read the next one? Um, cinematically correct, that one. Yeah. Uh, so they say over at Cinematically Correct, I tried to watch this and couldn't get into it, dot, dot, dot. Maybe I watched it too late at night, question mark, and quizzical face. <laughs> yeah, and I, I followed up saying, why was it too scary? Um, and he and they re- responded, boring, to be honest. Yeah, they are savage over at Cinematically Correct. That's yeah. savage. I mean, I, I, I can kind of get that a little bit. If you're not, you have to be sold on it from kind of the first 20 minutes or so i think after that if you're not into it by then then you're not gonna sit through the whole thing um helen do you want to do the next one um this is from dave dave corky corkery sorry dave (laughs) dave corky i think that's a better name um (laughs) change it by deep hole dave yeah (laughs) love it follows that was all he said. Didn't, yeah. Nothing else. I mean, you meant to give some stars, Dave. You yeah. know the deal. Do you want to take the next one? Because that was such a short. Um, yeah. So this is Hey Down in Front. It Follows is one of my favorite modern horror movies to date. 4.5 stars. Strong. Strong. Uh, last one is Real Feels Podcast. Saruthi. Sure. They said, I'm not a huge fan of it. Honestly, I find the story to be trivial. I think it's clever how they found a way to make STDs a horror concept. Don't get me wrong. The visual representations of the followers were again creative, but it wasn't that good. 2.5 out of 5. Um, yeah. All right. But I thought it's quite funny because they were like, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's quite true. But then they gave them quite a lot of credit for yeah. being yeah. creative and smart. So I think you're asking That's a, a lot. mixed, mixed yeah, review there. Mixed review. Yeah. Well, guys. Thank you so much for coming on on this here podcast. Thank you for having us. And why don't you sign off by letting people know where they can find Red Handed the Pod? Absolutely. So you can find Red Handed the Pod. Um, we can follow us on social media. Um, at, on Twitter, we're at Red Handed the Pod. Same on Instagram. We have a very active Facebook discussion group. If you would like to get in on that and have a chat with us, you can also find us um, every week on Acast, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we'd love to have you. Cool. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes. Do subscribe and leave us a nice review if you feel like it. You can find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod, and the website is FlixWatcher.tv. Thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Brendan Russell for his awesome editing skills.